Welcome to Besties for the Resties. I'm Hannah. And I'm Candy. Join us each week as we gab about faith, friendship, and everything in between. Our goal is to make you laugh and leave you inspired. So stick around and let the laughs begin. Welcome back to episode 21 of Besties for the Resties. 21 episodes. We gotta have like a new introduction. I feel like I'm so awkward, like just following up with what you say, like hey, reiterating what you're saying. First of all, I kept waiting for that. Like, I feel like you've done that every single time. Now you all of a sudden okay. stop. I know. I don't. Okay, let's redo. <laughs> You do it better than me. Like, I feel like I just kind of make, like, a poor trumpet sound. Like, yours really sounds like a party horn. Because I am a party. Okay? You really I'm are. i I'm not. <laughs> uh, you're not? Candy, please. You've been the life of the party. Like, you came out the life of the party. I did. I had a, I was a C-section baby, an emergency. I was ready to get out and enjoy life. <laughs> Could not be contained. <laughs> uh, were you early? I was. The only time? Uh, I did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> Actually, I was very late. And like they were waiting for me to like... No, I wasn't. Because my mom had... Uh, I'm a miracle. You but are. she had... Um, what do you call it? Like, it's in a preview. And like, we're just like blocking the birth canal. So I, so I had to be a C-section baby. Man. But uh, I was like, it was an emergency. Because like, I could not be contained anymore. You know, I was ready to get out of there. And they thought you were going to, like, have all kinds of problems, like no arms and legs and stuff. Yeah, they thought I was going to, like, they told her to abort me because I would have had no chance at life. But look at me, thriving. Look at her now. Watch her go, uh, uh, uh. (laughs) (laughs) I kid, I kid. I don't know that song. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. But, yeah, so God is good. God is good. You are. You're such a miracle. And you really do. Like, you're such a blessing. Like, that is so... To me, that's, like, point A of why abortion... Like, it would rob the world of you. Did you just roll your eyes at me about saying that? I did. That? I can't handle it. Like, I'm like... It's like, oh, I love that words of affirmation. And then it's like, when you give me words of affirmation, I'm like, oh, oh, recomputing. <laughs> I love that you were, like, annoyed at me for going on, like, an anti-abortion oh. rant. It was like, jeez, sorry I care that I'm pro-life. <laughs> no. <laughs> Easy, Merle. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shots fired at my little Merle. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Merle. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> am. You know I love Merle. Fired at my little granny. <laughs> my little granny. <laughs> <laughs> little bitty, little bitty Merle. <laughs> yeah, my little person. I love her. I really okay. do love I her. I won't take offense to it. Whatever. It. No. no, I'm kidding. It was funny. So, today we are going to be talking about insecurity versus humility. Because, I don't know, like, I think because mostly, like, what what made me think of this topic, I'm going to finally pick up some of the slack, because Candy's been the one like, what if we did this? What if we did this? And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, whatever. Killing it. Oh, my God. But, like, right now in my daily Bible reading... I am in, uh, like, a lot of the history books of the Old Testament. So, I'm in the middle of 1 Samuel. Well, actually, I'm in 2 Samuel now. But when I came up with this idea, I was just in the beginning of 1 Samuel. And uh, really, God talked to me so much through the story of Saul. And I feel like always I learn stuff from David 
and Jonathan. I love Jonathan. Shout out, Man Crush Monday. That's like my oh favorite my battle gosh, characters. I love me some Jonathan. What, what a, a man. man. What a man. <laughs> he was. He was a man. Um, yeah. But, and I guess like we just, I feel like Saul is always tinged as like immediately the villain. You know what I mean? Like. He's just a bad guy. But he didn't start off that way. You know what I mean? Which is a lot of the thing yeah. is a lot of people who are villains are bad often start off as normal people who just mm-hmm. put them on a road to, like, uncomfortable things. And I think that makes us uncomfortable because we would like to think, like, everybody is, like, very bad. Like, people who are bad were just born that way and there's nothing good about them. And it's like, that's a lie. And I think that the enemy wants you to think that because then it gets you comfortable with the idea that you couldn't ever fall so far that you would become a bad person. You know what I mean? And it's like, really, everybody is just a few choices away from, like, from making a major mistake. You know what I mean? And it's all about keeping yourself right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a lot is like, Saul. I mean, like you said, Saul wasn't always bad. If you think about it, like, Saul was, like, kind of backslid, you know, like, I mean, you know, like, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, per se, but he kind of, I mean, and I mean, that kind of what happens, like, I don't know, to me, it's just kind of like a a slow fade, and, like, every, like, anyone is, like, I'm trying to think of the word, but anyone is prey, you know? Yes, exactly. The devil is. I mean, God is no respecter of a person, but neither is the devil. You know, he will get anybody. It don't matter who you are, what your name is, what, you know, like, he will, he will get anybody, you know. He really is. He's actively seeking for people. And sometimes you can start yourself, like, a lot of times we want to only blame the devil on it, but sometimes we, we take the steps yes. to that without him even getting involved oh, in yeah, the beginning. You know what I mean? Like... We just get yeah, acclimated us. or insecure or we get to feeling like, oh, I'm okay. I don't need to do this. And it's like, it's such an easy thing to do. Like, I've really been thinking about that. Like, this probably like the past week I've like struggled with prayer. Like, I feel like normally I do pretty good about having like clear cut, like morning devotions. But this whole week, like it has just been like spotty at best. Like, I mean, I, I did pray, but it would be like little short snippets or like late in the afternoon before I'd really get into my prayer closet. You know what I mean? And it was like, I got to go have a, a me day yesterday. It was magical because my husband works like 10 days in a row. So it's like 10 days of me and foul. And I love that little darling. Like she's the light of my life, the joy of my soul, but also 10 straight days without a break, without any family nearby. It's just me and her in this little apartment <laughs> and it can get a little, it can get a little tight. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> Literally, I, like, toss that kid at him. <laughs> like, happy Father's Day. Here's your child. Yeah. And I was gone. No, I'm just kidding. He was really sweet about it. Like, he let me sleep in, which, like, you just don't even know. Like, let me sleep in. That is my new love language. <laughs> like, <laughs> I never felt so cherished. So, he, like, let me sleep in, and then I got up. And it was so cute. He made Fallon pancakes. Like, I've been telling everybody that. But it's so dang cute. Like, I've always wanted, it is like, so dang cute. Oh, you know, like, the Saturday morning breakfast. So anyway, uh, he like made her breakfast. I got up, we hung out for a little bit. Then I got dressed and I went to, uh, like to the town that's got a Chick-fil-A cause I was in desperate need of a Chick-fil-A and it's an hour and a half away. So because I slept in and like just got ready, I hadn't prayed. 
And, like, I went to just, like, put on some jams. And, like, literally, like, I felt such a strong moment of conviction. God was like, what are you doing? And it was just like, oh. And he was like, you're getting this day to yourself. And you're thinking you should start this day off without me. And he was like, but you need me. Like, even on, a, like, a stress-free day, you need me. And it was just such a, like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. And he wasn't being ugly, but it was just, like, like, I guess like a reality check kind of moment where God reminded me like, hey, if you don't actively pursue me, you're going to end up in a bad spot. Like, I really felt that. And it's like, it's so easy to just think like, oh, I'm so busy or this is a fun day. I don't need to worry about it. And God was like, you have a whole hour and a half before you get here. Like, what are you going to do with that? Are you just going to listen to music or you could talk to me? Like, and it really was like, I like, I really did. Like I started to pray. Not that I'm like, obviously I was like really about to listen to like worldly music, but (laughs) sorry. But like, I was about to turn on like some Aretha and some Taylor and just jam. But like, really like it, it made me catch myself. And like, I put on my worship mix and like, I really started talking to God and I had such a good prayer meeting on the way, on the way to Odessa. I'm sure someone probably thought I was crazy if they would have looked over to the car next to me. But it was like, I could have missed out on that because I thought like, oh, like, Oh, today's an off day. I don't need to pray today. And it's like, that's such a foolish way Uh of looking at things. You know what I mean? And it's like, everybody is just a moment away. You know what I mean? From like bad choices and being the worst version of themselves. And it's like, I can tell. Like, Augustine was like, I think you need to go hit the prayer room. He was like, you're a little bit tense today. He was like, normally this stuff doesn't get to you the way it does. You know what I mean? Like, because the day before that, I had like prayed late. And it was just a reminder, like, I have got to put him first. Like... He's what he he matters first more than my own comfort and fun. He is what needs to be at the center, you know. Yes, most definitely. So I feel like that was a tangent that had nothing to do with what we're talking about. Well, I guess it kind of really. Oh, it's good. But like we do, we gotta we have to stay vigilant because like nobody's above it. You know what I mean? Like nobody is above losing their prayer life. Like all it takes is apathy and a few busy days. Like if you're not trying to seek after God, like you're going to lose what you got with him. Like whether it's huge or little, like you got to carve that out with him. You know what I mean? Oh man, that's good. Cause it really is. It's up to you. And like, there are so many things in the world that are saying, take my attention. Like our whole world is built to distract you. You know what I mean? Like our phones are built to distract us. Like we have to actively say like, I'm going to remove the noise and talk to you. And like, I've been trying to do that, like leaving my phone in the other room. Cause it's like, if I have my phone near me when I'm trying to pray, it's like, Oh, who texts me? Oh, who did this? And it's like, Oh yeah. What a terrible way to have a conversation with someone. Because like, if I was doing that to candy, candy would be like, I'm hello. <laughs> Focus. You know what I mean? You know, that gets on my nerve. Uh, no. I want to be your only, I want to be like, what's there in front of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to God, When Hannah was in college. Oh my God. It was like my biggest pet peeve. As when she was talking to me, and then everybody was like, Hannah, Hannah. And she'd be like, oh, and like, wonder if Kate could eat it too. Like, talk to me, talk to them. And it's like, absolutely not. I am the light of your life, or I am nothing. Like, you and Hope both are that way. Oh my gosh. I like cannot. I mean, that's with anybody, though. Not just you. Like, oh, I'm like, if you're talking to me, you're, then you're talking to moi. Like, and, I, and I'm the same way. I don't like talking to people when I'm with other people, because to me, it's just awkward. Like, you know, like, I hate that so much. Like, when people, when you're with someone, they get on the phone, and they're just going to talk to them, and it's like, um, hello, I have stopped my day to hang out with you, and you're going to talk to, no, absolutely not, you know? 
I mean, it's different like if, 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 if like it was all my friends are married. And if their husbands call, obviously they answer the phone, you know, because they, you know, it's their husband. But it's like, okay, like you've talked to him. Now let's, you know, let's get back to. You live with him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So. Anyway. Kind of getting back on topic. I feel like that was a good rabbit trail. That wasn't a bad one. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was good stuff. And I feel like they're here for the rabbit trails. Like this, it's a, like that should be in the, a disclaimer. Like we talk about the things on subject and things that are very not on the subject. <laughs> yeah. But we always make it back to the subject. <laughs> but so anyway, getting back to Saul, like I just found it was so incredible because like. I think the thing about Saul was that he was so humble in the beginning or it seemed like he was humble. Like that's what God really pointed out to me was that like there's this dangerous line of humility and insecurity. Like you feel like, oh, I'm being humble. But a lot of times it's not your humility. It's your insecurities that are speaking out and making people think that like because sometimes people are like, oh, my goodness, like you did so great at that. I used to do this a lot. Like, you did so great at this. Like, you're you're so talented. And I, I'd be like, oh, no, no, I'm not. Like, I'm not talented. Like, please don't say that, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, people would be like, oh, don't be so modest. Don't be so humble. And it's like, it really wasn't modesty or humility because I was like, no, 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 don't say that. But I was like eating it up. You know what I mean? But I was saying that because I didn't really believe it and I was insecure. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was, I was denying it not out of like humility that I didn't want to be puffed up. I was denying it because I didn't really believe it. Like I didn't have worth. So it was like when people gave me compliments, it like fed my ego and made me feel better. And then people didn't really think it affected me because they thought I was being humble. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I remember I read in this, uh, I want to say it was a John C. Maxwell book. Man, that man has wisdom for days. I think it it was. But he was talking about how it is rude. Like if someone compliments you for you to be like, no, I'm not. Or don't say that. Like if you immediately go on the negative, like don't do that. Like take the compliment. Like it's rude to be like, no, I'm not. I can't believe you'd say that. Like just say thank you. Like you shouldn't have to come up with an excuse or a reason why that's wrong. Like it's you're you're being rude to that person. You know what I mean? And so it's like if someone gives you a compliment, don't let your insecurity be like, Oh no, I'm not. I can't believe it. Or like you're trying to seem humble because that's really not humility. It's like your flesh wanting to receive the compliment, but also not seem like you care about the compliment. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? And so it's like, if someone says like, Oh my goodness, you're so beautiful. Or you sing so good. Or you're so organized. Like don't immediately like, Oh, you should see me. I'm a hot mess. Just be like, thank you. Thank you for that compliment. Like, and that is a hard thing to do. And like, it almost feels like, awkward but it shouldn't be because you should just learn to like accept a compliment and move on you know what I mean because a compliment shouldn't like you should not hang your hat on a compliment or a diss like because they're just words and both are dangerous you know what I mean like yes because people can compliment you like um I remember in that book the eat cake be brave that candy suggested like on our book episode and she talked about how this music teacher in her class, like, complimented her singing voice for, like, semesters, like, a couple of semesters. Just all he said was how much he loved her. And then, uh, like, at the very end, he basically went on this huge rant because she was, like, a plus-size girl. And he was, like, as beautiful as Melissa sings, she's never going to have a recording deal because of the way she looks. 
And like it broke her. And she said like I was literally building a prison for him. Like these compliments were building a prison. And one like one insult from him slammed the door shut and made me realize I was in a jail. And it's like you really have to find your worth in God alone. Because no matter like it's not I'm not saying like you should never compliment ever. But it's like you should not let compliments... Be what you only strive for. And I'm saying that as you and I, we both know we struggle with that because we love the compliments. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. We love, love it. it so much. But I mean, but we really, I mean, but there's like a fine line, you know, and I have to remind myself like, yes, you know, like, okay, like, okay. I, I heard like one of our, one of my instructors, <laughs> brother Ron Wolford, but you're going to be shocked to hear me about him a lot, but he was like all the compliments that he gets in a day, like, Oh my gosh, you're so wise. Oh my gosh, you're so this. Oh my gosh, you're so that. He was like, I take all that. And I, in my prayer time, I give it back to God. I'm like, thank you, God, that I'm so wise, that, that you've given me wisdom. Thank you, God, that you did. I mean, he, like when people think, or when people tell him all the wonderful things, he turns it back and gives it to God. Like, wow. thank you, Jesus, for like doing like, let me be wise. Thank you, Jesus, for, you know, letting me, you know, I, I, a lot of people are like, you're so funny, Candy. Like, you keep me in stitches. And instead of like, because I'm not going to lie, I do get a big hand sometimes. But then like, in prayer time, I'm like, no, like, Lord, you made me funny. Like, you put that in me. And I think like, instead of getting a big head about it, which I'm not going to lie, it's nothing to do, but I have to like bring it, but I have to always go back to God with it. Like, because he's yes. the one that made me this way. He's the one that gave me those talents. And like, oh, my gosh, you're so good with kids. Or, oh, my God. You know, like all this stuff that they tell me. And it's like, oh, my God. And it's like, no. like You know, so I have to go back and be like, no, God, thank you for letting me do this. Like, thank you for putting that in me. Thank, you know, so it's like whenever people, I mean, that's how I handle. I, I mean, that's how it, it taught me to handle that. Because it was like, God, why do I do all these compliments? You know, like, People I mean, love I'm saying, so like, much. <laughs> no, I don't mean it like that. But it's like, it's like, like you can be overwhelmed or like, or get like, or get a big head, you know, that like, because I mean, you can, and you can become like prideful, like, oh my God, like, stop, like, no one can touch me now, you know, but it's like, you have to like, give it back to God, you know, like, because Very that's true. where it came from. And that's how. Honestly, you need to stay humble, you know, because it is a fine line between like being humble and insecure. So it's like you just have to give back to give back to him. Yes, you know, absolutely. That is so good, man. He never said that to us. That's good stuff. Maybe all class is a little bit more big headed than ours. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's he did call us weirdos. We marched the beat of our own drums. So I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> you think we're weird? Okay. It's fine. No. Yeah, it's fine. And he did call when he straight up was like, "You're a weirdos. Y'all all are weird." I was like. All right, Wolf. That's so good. Brother Wolford was the best. He really was. So you just have to walk a fine line of not letting your humility turn into insecurity, which is what I think happened with Saul. Like, Yes. And it's just so sad because he had everything. Like, he had everything. He, he was literally given the kingdom, and he was so worried that it was going to be taken from him at all times. And I thought it was really interesting. Um, the scripture, I actually, I have it in the NLT, but I'm going to kind of talk about it in the King James Version. 
I had, I'm going to just, I will forever sing the praises of the Strong's Concordance app. It's free and it is, it will blow your mind with what you find in it. But basically, whenever Saul is about to be like literally proclaimed the king, like they are going to like put the crown on his head. I don't know if they had a crown. You think I would know that. <laughs> Bible college graduate. <laughs> it's fine. But um, so they're literally going to like make him the king. And they can't find him anyway. Where? And so they're like, where is he? And God literally has to tell them he's hiding among the baggage. That's what the NLT says. But what yeah. is so interesting is when I looked at it in the King James Version, like literally looked at the meaning. So it says, therefore they inquired of the Lord further, if the man should yet come thither. And the Lord answered, behold, he hath hid himself among the stuff. And when I looked up what the word stuff meant, it literally meant like, a vessel for artillery or for furniture or for pottery, for um, jewelry, for weapons, instruments, vessels, a carriage, furniture, all of this different stuff. But it was like all of these things that were like, to me, associ associated with like, with wealth, with honor, with power, with strength. And it was like, to me, he was literally trying to hide among the things that would make him look like a good king. You know what I mean? Like, wow. he was trying to hide behind, like, oh, look, I, I'm, an, I'm a good warrior. Oh, look, I have these jewels. Like, oh, look, I have this. And it's like, that was not what was going to make him a good king. What was going to make him a good king was that God chose him and that God was going to use him. You know what I mean? And it's like, so yeah. often, if you are, like, if not ruling, but if you're working from a place, if you're ministering from a place of insecurity, if you're teaching from a place of insecurity, whatever it is you do... If you are trying to work off of your own talents and your own acclaims, you're always going to fall short because you're, you're human. You're going to fail. And it's like what we should be working from is the, is the knowledge that God has gifted us with abilities. And that is yes. where we are going to find our strength in working with God from. You know what I mean? And it's so, it's just so easy to try and work from our own like our own giftings and talents, which God gives us, but we shouldn't let that be what drives yeah. us or makes us feel confident in our ability to keep it. Because to me, it's like, if God gave you something, he can take it from you. So oh, yeah. you better keep yourself centered on God, because if you're not, God will find someone who will be, you know, like there was a, um, a quote that I found and it was like, um, our insecurities doesn't make us weak leaders. It makes us d dangerous leaders. Mm. So, like, I mean, and it's, like, and it's so true because, like, when you're insecure, like, you're not leading or you can't you can't function at the full capacity of what you were meant to. Yes. Because, like, you start, like, well, they can do this better than me. What am I even doing here? You know, like, you start, like, downgrading yourself instead of, you know, like reminding you who put you in that position or who or who you serve. Yeah. You know? and, and it's like, I mean, the world has their own in, like their own way of dealing with insecurities. But the people of God, like as the people of God, we need to remember who we serve. Yes. And like and that our insecurities are like we need to give those to God. And that's the difference between us. I, I think between Saul and David is. Like, Saul, like, he could have easily done what David did. You know, like, he could have easily done all that. But instead, he he didn't want to. He was insecure. So, therefore, he could have given that to God. But he didn't. He held on to that. 
and like hid it. You know, like like Hannah said, he hid amongst the baggage. You know, like he didn't. So I don't know. It's just me. No, that's good. <laughs> God, you're so cute. <laughs> But it really is. And it's like what really I think brought this on, like what made me start thinking on this trail was I was reading in First uh, Samuel again. And it was whenever Saul was like actively trying to take down David. And that's what's so crazy to me is instead of ruling his kingdom and being a king, he was trying to chase after the next anointed king. And it was like instead of enjoying the kingship that God gave him, he was like... Yeah. Literally, like, in the dirt, on the ground, in a cave, like, camping with a bunch of men, not with probably his smoking wife, like, hanging out in a kingdom, like, not in a palace, he's, like, out in a cave, because he's, like, you're gonna take my kingdom from me, and it's, like, buddy, it's gone, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, stop the bandit, The moment you got around that campfire, it was taken from me, no, not picking, but he's, like, chasing after this. And David, literally, like, they're in the same cave. And David and, I can't think of the other guy's name is. But he's, like, literally, he's right there. Kill him. And he's, like, no. Like, that is the anointed of God. And when he cut off even the strip of his robe, like, and kind of embarrassed him to say, like, oh, look what I got while you were sleeping. God literally, like, smote David. Not smote him, but, like, got onto him and was, like, do not touch my anointed. And that's what's so amazing to me is... Saul was so worried about it being taken from him. And it was like, God had it under control and was like, David, it's yeah. not your time yet. Don't touch him. And it's like, wow, he was so eat up with insecurity that he was chasing an enemy finger quotes. And really he wasn't an enemy at all. You know what no. I mean? Like that could have been a peaceful transition, but he chose to lead with insecurity. And it was like, Saul would, like, David could not have taken that kingdom from Saul. Only God could. It was God's decision. And it's like, Saul robbed himself of the joy of his position because he was worried that someone else would take it. And really, like, if you're in ministry or maybe you even have a regular job, like, if God gave that to you, only God can take it from you, really. Like, no man is going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, if God's opened a door... Don't be worried about a man closing it because God can keep a door open whenever you have failed or done things as long as you keep a spirit of humility. And it's so sad to me because literally insecurity will make you hate people or be jealous of people or worry they're going to bring your downfall when God has placed them in your life to bless you. You know what I mean? It's like you have to be so careful that you're not like hateful or ugly people. Like that is a trick of the enemy. He does not want you to be in unity with your brothers and sisters because he wants you to be looking at them like, oh, why are they here? Why are they doing this? Like, are they trying to steal my spot? And it's like, God gave you that. Why are you worried about it? Like if God wants you to have it, you're going to have it. You know what I mean? And that's a beautiful thing about David is. When his son took over, like when Absalom just like started sitting at the gates and like, oh, if I was the king, I would do this. Or if I was the king, I would lead you this way. And like he was being false, humble and saying like, oh, no, I couldn't. And then eventually takes over and decides to make himself king. Like David had the opportunity to be like Saul and like take down his son and run after him. But instead, David fled out and he said, if it's God's will that I get that kingdom back, it will be given back to me. Like he never even really fought for it. You know what I mean? And to me, that is the right attitude to have. Like maybe you are in a position and someone is coming up and they are supposed to take over. Like have, have a spirit of humility enough to realize like, Hey, like 
Maybe it is my time to transition out. Or maybe they're here for another reason. But having a spirit of humility, like true humility about it, not insecurity, and being like, but God has brought them here with a purpose. Yes. So I, like, I know I'm talking a lot, but we literally just had this lady like, so over like the course of quarantine, this lady who was a backslider got back in church and she's like oh, wow. an awesome back, not, she's an awesome backslider. No, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is <laughs> she's an awesome Bible teacher. And he was like, she, like our pastor was like, she teaches incredible ladies, Bible studies. Like she knows the word. And like, I'm going to be real. My first instinct was like, oh, but I'm the, like, I'm one of the Bible teachers for the ladies. And it's like, <laughs> God immediately, like, spat at me, and he was like, I brought her here for a reason. Don't worry about it. Like, and I really, I had to catch myself because it was like, I feel like immediately it's like we get insecure. Like, well, why? Why do we need more than one? And it's like, hello, there, number one, there can be more than one Bible teachers. I'm not saying, like, I should be the only one. But it's like that flesh moment. You know what I mean? And it was like one night, literally, the, like, the next service she gave a testimony and like read a scripture and when i say this woman like anointing like rolled over like rolled off of her in waves it was like i was like shondo in my seat like we're all like crying and speaking in tongues like really god does speak to this lady so powerfully and she is an anointed teacher you know what i mean and really she's so sweet like i got to like talking to her and stuff and it was so awesome and then it was like right after that we found out we were moving you know what i mean it's like i'm about to leave that church and i'm so sad about it but it's like god was already preparing preparing our church for the fact that like i was not going to be there to teach anymore you know what i mean and it's like maybe that's not always the case maybe we could have talked together and i would have loved to have talked with her because really the lady was anointed like i'm not lying to y'all like it was awesome teaching but it's like God prepares people or puts them in place because he knows you cannot be there forever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe you're supposed to serve in a position for a season. Like maybe you're only supposed to have it for a while. Like maybe you don't know, but something's going to happen and you're going to want to take it. You're going to want to step down. Like sometimes you can lose someone close to you and you're going to want to step back. Sometimes you have a kid or you get married and you need to step back. Like there's all these different ways that you can get to where you need a break and you need someone to step in and help you. And it's like, don't let yourself be insecure of people who are brought in to help you. Like, don't let the enemy yeah. make you think that they're evil because they're not. Like, that is not no. a God. No. So. Crazy, like, how we will let ourselves, like, like people, like, people are brought into our life for a reason. You know what I mean? And it's like, don't let, don't let your insecurity rob you of their place in your life. Like, you can even even see that with Saul. Like David was such a help to him. Like he was an awesome warrior. He was like a yeah. a minister of music, and literally it calmed like the spirits that plagued like that plagued Saul. And it's like instead of letting this person minister to him and help him be an effective leader, you know what I mean? Like and encourage him and give him peace of mind. He literally like let himself get calmed down only to get riled up again that he was going to take over. You know what I mean? And it's like, that is so sad. It's like, let people help you. Let people be a blessing to you. And don't think like, Oh, they're only doing this because they're out to get me or they're only doing this because they want to get close to me. It's like, that is such a toxic way of living your life. You know what I mean? Thinking everything. And instead, like Saul could have been pointing to David, you know, like, like, I mean, they could have been, you know, like helping each other or Saul could have been helping him 
like grooming him to be the next king, you know? That is good. That is good. So, I mean, and, but instead, like you said, like he let that rob him and he didn't get to enjoy his like being like his kingship. Like he just like just totally like just annihilated it. Like he just lived in a constant like fear and, and like insecurity. Like he just lived in that instead of like just like being like David's friend, like helping David. He just ruined that. Like he could have been pouring to David or doing something, but instead he just let him rob it. That is so good. Honestly, that is something like we can all learn. Like what a good point. Like pour into someone. Like if you're worried about them, like if you think they're going to take your place, like teach them what you know. Because do you want someone to take your place that's not going to do as good of a job? You know what I mean? And it's like, obviously, they're going to do things different than you. But if you know that they're fresh at it or maybe they, like, they don't know as much as you, like maybe somebody at your job is wanting to be like trained or learn how to do something, like don't mock them or knock them. Like help them out. Like show them the rope. Show them how to do it. Like because yes. really they're probably not after your, your spot in life. Like not everything yeah. is cutthroat. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, can we say like, even if they are cutthroat and don't have great intentions, God will bless you for being kind. And honestly, yes. he'll protect your position if you're supposed to be there. You know what I mean? Like, sure. like I just have like a, a little like, you know, praise session for our pastor's wife and our um, and Aunt Robin, Hannah's mom. Because they like poured into me and Hannah like how to decorate or like how to like yes. serve. And it's like anytime we would help set up stuff, like all of my decorating that I have learned has been from Robin Hart. Like she, you know, I mean, she, and it wasn't like she was like, because she'd always said, well, one day I'm not going to be here to do this and someone needs to do it. Like, and this, and she like pours into people. It's not just me. Yeah. Like, she true. pours into everyone, like on how, how to do this and how to serve, like watching her and sister May and sister May, it sounds so weird. Aunt Charlotte. <laughs> But, like, watching, like, her Aunt Charlotte and, like, you know, like, all these things, like, they have all, like, shown us, like, how to, like, clean a church, how to get ready for funerals or, you know, like, the, yes. like, like, like pouring into us on how to, you know, help the kingdom more, like, how to clean a church and what needs to be done when you're getting stuff ready, you know, I mean, they just, and it's like, I'm so thankful for that because, like, you know, we're going to need that. You know? Yes. And instead they could be like, Well, I'm always gonna be here. You don't need to do anything, but they don't. They're like <laughs> they're like, We're not always gonna be here. We're about to bounce out, so we need to get you to know how to do <laughs> you know, like they they're like they're ready for people to take over, you know? Yes. And it's so funny because it's just like but it's like, you know, and I'm so thankful for that, like that they're not so stingy because y'all they can decorate. Oh, my, oh my God. Goodness. It's, like, immaculate. When my mom decorating. sees, like, an ugly wedding, she's like, thank me for the wedding you had is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, for you're real. You're welcome. Like, anytime, yeah, anytime that, like, we go anywhere, it's like, gosh, we, like, we have so many good decorators. Like, you know, and it's just, like, mind-blowing. And it's like, they've taught that to us. I'm like, you know, what to look at, you know, how to get stuff done. Like, because I think I was getting uh, my friend – from Bible college, she wanted me to throw her lingerie shower. And I was like, oh, dear God, like I was panicking. And it was like, no, you have trained. I called it Robin. And I was like, yeah, Robin. And she's like, we have trained for this. Like, <laughs> you get in there and you can do it. And it was like, you're right. I can. So, like, I like started, but like, I started pulling stuff from the stuff that she had taught me. And it's like, and, and I know I keep going back to this, but like, if only, like, Saul had done that to David. Yeah. You know, like, 
if he would, he could have like, you know, just poured into him. Like, and it just like, it's so sad. Like, and to pour into people is so life giving. You know what I mean? Like you feel blessed when you help someone else. Like that probably would have made him realize like, Oh wow. Like God has shown me how to do this. I can do this. Like he, he really has helped me. You know what I mean? It's like, it reminds you like it in a way it humbles you and it makes you feel like, wow, like he has helped me to do this. You know what I mean? It's sad. It really is sad. Like that we could choose to like withhold helping people, you know, like it's a bad way to be. It's like, I'm not tooting my horn whatsoever, but my niece, like she's getting to the age where, you know, she wants to help and she wants to, you know, do stuff. So it's like, I've been teaching her how to cook, which, Give me grace, Lord, because <laughs> I'm not well. Like I just want to, I just want to stop and do it myself. You know, like I don't want her to do anything. I just like, okay, no, stop it. But it's like, if I did that, if my mom would have done that, or anybody, no one would ever learn anything. You oh, know, that's good. So it's like I have to. I'm learning to like be patient and be like, okay, well, like do this, and it's like, stop the way I would do it. You know, but it's like, <laughs> but I mean, it's, but I mean, it's not going to be the way you do it, but. If I just teach her the basics of how to cut up, y'all, her, her watch, watching her cut up a bell pepper literally gives me anxiety. Because the girl <laughs> is like, literally gives me anxiety. But it's like, I have to teach her that, you know? Because, you know, because it's like, she loves to cook or she wants, like, you know, she has the idea that she likes to cook. So it's like, why not nurture that, you know? Like, yeah. pour into somebody that, you know, that way because like, oh, yeah, well, we can do this, we can do that, you know? So just like, pour into someone, you know? It's just like crazy but yeah, him young. I'm not well at it because I'm very impatient with her and it's like God like wah! you know because she just gives me it just scares me like she's gonna cut her hand off you know that is so funny no I, that is one thing mom like cooking like they never let me in the kitchen like I'm like, I'm just going to go and say it. Like, out of the ashes, I became a good cook. Like, because they did <laughs> not. Real like, none no, of them. They were like, no. don't, don't touch that. I remember we went to Lakey. Do you remember this? We were on vacation. And, like, I'm sure mom was, like, nine times, like, fed up with me. Like, she was 1,000% done with me. And she was like, cut up this head of le- well, uh, this head of lettuce. And I was like, what do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> and literally, I was like, so you cut off that end there. And then what? And she just like literally like you know how Robin is like dead eyed turned to me, and she was like, "Hannah, you're 17 years old. I have failed you as a mother." And it was like cut to the core, like, <laughs> like I am a slug, like a peon. And I was like, "Yeah, well, you should have taught me." <laughs> this is on you, Robster. I'm out. <laughs> Tell me when the burgers are done. No. But literally, uh, that is so true. Like, you don't want a Hannah who's, like, 18 years old before she learns how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't chop, though, y'all. I am, like, Augustine, literally, he's, like, oh, Hannah, what are you doing? Because it's, like, first of all, onions make me, like, cry so hard I can't even see it. So, my onions are always. You also give me anxiety. Yes, it's chop. bad. It's, like, you're going to chop your hand off. Cause uh, you, just, you just chop, and it's, like, <laughs> Like, I'm like, Hannah, let me chop, please. I'm like the Swedish chef with the Muppets. Just like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, there's no, no precision. Oh, my God. You are. No precision. That's like my one weakness as a cook is like my vegetables will never be even. It's bad. It's hard, though. That is like such a hard thing. I am it's thankful for my mom, hard. though, because she really did. Like, she instilled so much in me. Like, other than the, the vegetable chopping. But, I mean, I get it. Why? <laughs> 
I'm like an annoying person to teach something like. So people that do shout out to you because I ask 8 billion questions and it's like, I need you to like hold my hand through every step of the way and like pat me on the head and tell me I'm doing a good job as you do it. So like the people that have helped me really shout out to you because <laughs> you helped me grow. <laughs> but, uh. Like, I remember, like, you know, you're talking about playing that shower. Like, I remember in Japan, like, I was playing this youth lock-in. And, like, we needed to plan, like, the grocery shopping list. And I was like, well, first, let's go ahead and do a menu plan. And I, like, mapped out this menu of what we were going to cook. And I was like, this would be easier than that. Let's not go crazy here. And it was like, oh, my God, I'm Robin. Like, it was just so, like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, I just, like, she came out of me. You know what I mean? It's like, I am my mother. But it's like, it is. Like, it's such a blessing when people pour into you and will show you how to do stuff. Yes. Because you need that. Like, we need each other, you know? Yeah. And it's like, even when you're pouring into people, people are helping you. You know what I mean? It's like, that's such a blessing. Like, I'm so thankful my mom, like, my mom used to work her fingers to the bone. Like, stayed and would not leave until the church was spotless. Like, worked, worked her fingers to the bone. You know what I mean? It's like, now I love that she's finally like, you know what? I cook for this thing, I'm out. Like, I'll get my I'll get my pan later. Like, she's finally kind of gotten to the place where she will step back and let a younger person help out. And it's like, maybe you need to let someone help you ease up the load. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe you're the younger person, and it's time for you to realize, like, those old people shouldn't be doing all the work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> don't... Like Get off your duff and go help. Clean a table or something. If you are under 40, I'm sorry, but this was, that was not for you. Like, you need to work. You need to do your part. Yes. But really, like. like, I mean, you do. But even, but I mean, even like above 40, like there are people, like, that's what I love about Aunt Nene. Like, I'm like, Aunt Nene, no, like, go, like, you know, I got this. Like, go. She's like, girl, she was like, I need this. Like. I'm glad that other people are helping, but, like, I need this. Like, you know, us old folk need to be wanted, too. And it was like, you are wanted. I didn't mean it like that, you know. But it's just like, you know, but it's like they need to be needed, too. But, I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I get it. Like, they. That's true. If you were under 40, this is not message. It's not for you. You need to get off your dust. <laughs> In a nice work place. for it, baby. Yeah, work it. But to me, it's like that's some of the best times, like, is – when you help out, like you have fun with the people that help, like you have a camaraderie with the people that you're helping. And we're not just yes. talking just church. Like I know we talk a lot, but like we're talking like maybe you're a teacher and your school is throwing an event. Like don't leave that just for the janitor. Don't leave that for just the other person. Like help do that. Like be a helper wherever you are. I don't know why I keep going back to a teacher. It's not like a ton of teachers listen to this, but if you do shout out, you do a really hard job. Yeah. <laughs> I subbed. So I guess I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I taught creative care. I don't want to brag, but uh. <laughs> but I'm basically a teacher. No, I'm kidding. That is such a lie. LOL. Like I thought about it, but it's like it is so stressful. Like just subbing. It's like I would always think like, hmm, am I the cool sub that I wanted to be? Like I think I always started out the cool sub, but by the end of it, I was like Miss Viola Swamp. Like you remember that book about the substitute teacher that comes in? Like I would yeah. always start out chill, but then I'm like enough. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I know, I always start out like, you know, Mary Poppins, and then it's like, by the end of it, I'm like, you know, Principal Trunchable. <laughs> I'm all like, that's enough! <laughs> like, I'm about to throw you in the chokey. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just like, oh, I can't. Like, it's like, no! You it's know? so hard. I don't do well with, like, mouthy kids either. I'm like... I like the, like... Right 
little kids, they were fine. I mean, they'll like, they'll brutally hurt you, but it's just like honest appearance based stuff. But like middle yeah. schoolers, they get you where it hurts. Like they say things to you that you're going to think about in 30 years and cry. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the most things. I that mean, you're... They, they know how to hurt your heart, not just your feelings, your heart. <laughs> it's, it's bad. Like psychological yeah. damage is done. It really is. They do. Like, and it's like, oh my, and then high schoolers are even worse. I, I don't think I ever did high school, thank God. Like, that was just too much for me. I couldn't. It was like, no. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I was like the, I, I loved everyone. Like, I was with every, like, I was like, hey, what's up, what's up, what's up? Like, <laughs> but I never, you know. I feel like you're probably a party. Like, I feel like you were strict, but you were still fun. Like, you just, that's your vibe is like, don't step out, <laughs> but also, <laughs> let's party. Yeah. Don't be cray, but also we can have a good time. I'm very much Jeffrey when it comes to discipline. I know that. Like, my dad was always, like, he was the chillest person in the world. And then there was just, like, one thing that hair triggered that man off and he was done. And it was like, oh, Whoa. my God. Like, <laughs> and I am. <laughs> Burn the whole house down. <laughs> yes. And I am Jeffrey 1000%. Because I'm like, no, it's fine. It's cool. Hey, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I said don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor fella. No, I'm just kidding. It made me who I am today. So she'll be fine. I survived. I'm good. <laughs> Clearly. No, he killed kidding. it as a dad. He really did. He was so chill. Like, and it's so funny because, like, the random things that would set him off would always be, like, it would just be the most random thing. Like, you could never. It was just, what shall it be? You know what I mean? Like a like a Russian roulette. It's just or funny. like you get in a magnet and put it on the TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was understandable. That was understandable. I think he's still a little bitter about that because he had just bought it. And the TV, like, he brought the color back up, but it was like everybody was like orange, you know? It was like everybody was an Oompa Loompa. And like it always kind of had like the dark, like when it was supposed to be like black, it would be like hunter green. You know what I mean? And I was so used to it until we got a new TV when like, like four or five years later because we was broke. <laughs> And then it was like, oh, wow, I really did mess that TV up. <laughs> like, these people are in regular color. <laughs> God. So many rabbit trails. But. I know. So, do you have anything else to add about insecurity versus humility? Um, I think we pretty much covered it. I mean, you had a lot of good stuff to say. Whatever. You had so much good stuff to say, too. Oh, my gosh. I just deflected. I did it right then. Thank you. You're welcome, Anna. It was all the Lord. You're welcome. You're like Brother Wilford, pu pushing it on back No, in I hand. think we pretty much, I think we just pretty much covered it. I mean, that was pretty, I mean, that was good. I think so, too. But we just want to encourage you guys, don't let your insecurities rob you of the joy of what you have. Like, enjoy mm -hmm. what you have and know that God gave it to you. And whenever it is time to let go of it, he will, he will lead you into something new. Like, to me, when God takes something from you. Yes. It's never, like, it's never to harm you, and it's usually because he has something else coming along. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just trust trust the process and trust that God has something good for you. And, like, what he has in store is for your good. So, whether he gives or takes away, God is good. <laughs> Boom. Drop. Mic drop. I thought you were going to say, like, all the time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, no. I went straight up to mic drop. <laughs> That's cool. Mic drop is fine. So, until next time. Well, that's a wrap on this week's show. We hope you tune in again next Thursday. Until next time, I'm Hannah. 
And I'm Candy, and we are besties for the resties.